Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? This is Supriya Mehra, your mortgage advisor, and you're listening to the Canadian Real Estate 101 podcast. More people than ever are building generational wealth through real estate. And on this show, I sit down with some of the top real estate agents, lawyers, accountants, and investors to discuss the ideas, the opportunities, and the strategies that they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. Hello and welcome to another episode of Canadian Real Estate 101 podcast. This is your host, Supriya Mero. Today I have Lori May Perak, who is a full-time real estate investor with a diverse portfolio held personally and within corporations. Immediately after joining real estate investor-focused communities, Lori May worked to build up the family's personal portfolio with executive rentals in Calgary and land development projects within Southern Ontario. She, along with her husband, added legal basement suites to a couple of Edmonton bungalows and participated in some private lending opportunities as well. As their portfolio grew, uh, they incorporated their businesses. Through their corporations, Lori has created multiple areas to serve. From managing their personal investing operations, her companies also provide consulting services for new investors looking to break into real estate investing real estate management services for other corporations, partnerships with builders, developers, flippers, renovators across Canada, lifestyle investment properties in tropical destinations like Mexico, and recently added a mortgage investment corporation in their portfolio as well. So you can see that she has a diverse experience. And without further ado, let's hear what this dynamite has to share with us. Hello, Laurie. Thank you so much for joining us today at our podcast. How are you? I am. Well, it's always a sweet day in Laurie land. <laughs> I am well today. You? I am doing wonderful. Well, after uh, rescheduling this for multiple times over the last couple <laughs> of weeks, um, I'm really grateful that we could do this today, <laughs> finally. <laughs> I'm glad it finally aligned, too. <laughs> okay. So, Lori, um, I know a bit about you, but our listeners do not know anything about you. So why don't we kick it off from there? Who you are, what you do, how are you involved in real estate, and so on. Cool. Uh, okay, so I'm Lori Bay Peroff. Uh, my first uh, business was Sweet Sweet Home. So I'm kind of known as the sweet lady and my trademark is sweet, everything sweet. Uh, so that's where that comes from. I started off um, after my father passed away, he left uh, a bit of an inheritance. So I had a few funds to start off with and I was running through it pretty quick to be honest got a new camper got a new barbecue new furniture <laughs> and thought oh boy I'm gonna run out of money here pretty quick so I thought I better uh, get something a little more concrete so I bought a pre-construction condo um, I bought it pre-construction deliberately because I had no idea about being a landlord and I thought this would give me two three years to figure it out before I had to actually you know fess up and, and play uh, and I uh, during that time, I wound up getting another condo. My daughter was coming to town and we needed another bedroom. Uh, so somehow I wound up with three condos, our personal plus two more on the way and no idea how to run them, not calling it a business, not being very smart about it at all. 
thought that I could only get three mortgages, so thought I was done with real estate investing, and then stumbled across uh, Casefire, which provided uh, some education around how to get more than three properties. <laughs> yeah. In which year was this in? March 2014, I joined Casefire. Okay. And when did you start buying uh, condominiums and uh, which city or town were they in? I started buying uh, those two that I talked about were in Calgary and I bought them in 2011. I bought another one in 2014 and just after joining Case Buyer while I was waiting for my first home in Edmonton to be closing. Um, found out that wasn't a really good idea. You shouldn't be doing a big purchase like buying another condo in the middle of waiting for your mortgage to fund. So I had a few stressful nights there. Yeah, uh, so far now I have properties in Calgary, Edmonton, and Cold Lake, Alberta. Okay, great. So what does real estate investing look like for you after, um, I guess, almost a decade of investing in real estate? Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, what were some of the biggest takeaways or learnings you had throughout your journey? Wow. Okay. So I think like most people, when I started, I thought, oh, I don't want to do partners. I want to do this by myself. This is, uh, this is nobody else's business. I want to be able to do it my way. I'll do it all on my own. And I did for the first while. We got nine mortgages personally, so we didn't do too badly. Um, but those properties are more of a struggle than the others. I found out through the years that other people have some pretty amazing talents and somehow when you connect somebody with talent with another person with talent, it's the sum is bigger than those two parts. You you have a lot more potential and a lot more ability to grow, expand, and not only meet your financial goals, but meet your um, the ones that make your heart sing as well. Yeah. So how did you find those partners? Was that through a friend and family or through investor community? What were the different ways of uh, finding the right fit for you? So I don't know how many of the same circles we run in on Facebook, but I'm a bit chatty. I, uh, I tend to respond and make comments a lot on Facebook. So a lot of the uh, partnership opportunities have come to me through people reaching out because they feel like they know me from, from that world. Um, no friends and family, definitely all uh, either my Keyspire connections or people that I've met through um, through Keyspire connections. Just, yeah. Okay, great. Now, obviously, you have tons of experience now purchasing under your own name and through joint ventures and different uh, opportunities that have come up. Um, no, not so much through joint ventures. I have uh, only one property purchased under uh, joint venture. Uh, otherwise, we strike a corporation and we've been buying multifamilies through corporations. So I, I run 11 different corporations now, all devoted to real estate investing. Okay. So what do these corporations do? They hold one or two properties and you're kind of managing them um, overall in Alberta? Usually a corporation is struck because it's a different investing strategy. So Mordor's Capital is my mortgage investment corporation. MDCC Management Company Limited is the management company. Sweet Sweet Home still provides property management for my own properties. Um, and then Sweet Sweet Home Builds does land development partners with for renovations, things like that. Sweet Inspiration is the larger multifamily. Sweet Oasis Homes is a major land development project. So lots of lots of different <laughs> strategies with different partners. <laughs> Got it. Okay. 
So when you said partner, oh, sweet, sweet retreats, I forgot about the vacation property and I'm ready for a vacation. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So if somebody is uh, kind of, you know, starting off in a real estate uh, journey, usually I observe that they start similar to what you had done, you know, buying a pre-construction could be a condo, uh, detached, townhouse, whatever, or they're just too nervous to even invest in any of those things. What are you finding or what are your observations of somebody who is brand new in, uh, you know, real estate um, investing? And what do you think are some bigger mistakes that, uh, you know, potentially people are making? Wow, that's uh, that could be a whole, uh, it's, it's, whole long conversation on its own. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just try and hit some high points here. I, I see two general out-of-the-gate style investors. Uh, one is gung-ho, enthusiastic, throwing money at every situation, going to buy everything, bright, new, shiny, one and all. And and they, they often implode. <laughs> they just go a little too hard, a little too fast without really considering what the goals of the portfolio are. So it, it's wonderful to be investing in multifamily buildings. It really is. They're a great asset to have in your portfolio, but they don't necessarily have the highest amount of cash flow. So if your goal is that you're looking for monthly cash flow, that might not be the right strategy for you. Maybe look around, see what some of the other strategies are available to you. Uh, the other investor out of the gate comes out and decides they are going to learn all the knowledge first before they make any moves. They need to know it all. Well, you're not going to know it all. <laughs> Eventually, you just have to take the plunge and make it happen. I find analysis paralysis is a really big deal for a lot of new investors. The amount of information is over freaking whelming for them. It's really hard to make a decision and there's a lot of focus on, well, is this the best choice? Is this the best one? Maybe there's another best one coming down the pipe. Maybe there's something even better. Stop it. If you do a deal and another deal and another deal and another deal, you're going to get that home run out of four deals and you might get one down the road that is a home run on its own. But I'd rather have a whole bunch of smaller deals making me a little bit of profit, moving me forward, especially when they're teaching me the ropes. I don't care how much you've read, how many books, how many people you've talked to. Until you do it yourself, you really don't know it all. Yeah, that's that's really true because um, I do find a lot of people that are um, super conservative and nothing wrong with that. But they kind of muddle around and uh, they're really into that analysis paralysis. Um, haven't made a decision, you know, over a month. And by the time they're ready to, uh, you know, make decisions, the market has already turned. Those opportunities yes. are already gone. And now it's time to evaluate new opportunities in a completely different environment. And it, again, it takes them time to kind of understand and kind of sink in. And now it's kind of, you know, no decision made at all. You rather made make a decision, learn from it, move on. And obviously, like there will be no right decision. You just make decisions based on the information you have available at a certain point in time. Uh, but as you make a decision, uh, you know, you really learn from it and then you kind of implement your next deal and next deal and so on. 
Exactly true. People ask me, should I private lend? Should I buy a single family home? Should I buy a duplex? Should I do birth strategy? Should I get a multifamily? And you can feel the panic coming through them at that. Yes, they're all right. Just pick one. <laughs> You'll be fine. Just pick one. Run your numbers. Make sure you run your numbers. One, one method I've been really kind of leaning towards lately is encouraging people to invest to learn. So partner with somebody who does that. Make sure that you have a good dialogue. Make sure that you're able to communicate. See the whole process beginning to end. It's not going to be as expensive as joining uh, joining a club that's going to teach you that or taking a course that's going to teach you that. You are going to be doing an investment. Are you going to get as much return as you would if you did it on your own? No, but you are going to learn a whole bunch through that process. I find that really works for some people well, especially if they have analysis paralysis. Yeah. And having a partner or learning partner or a mentor, I think kind of nudges them as well in terms of making the decision. And, you know, if you have uh, right partners, right mentors, then they can definitely direct you towards uh, the direction, at least. Uh, you're having certain timelines that, okay, we'll do analysis for these number of weeks, but by this time, we need to have a decision made or, you know, whatever these strategies are. That's right. Or um, as some of them will even let you, like we JV partner, um, they're your safety net. So here's my systems. Here's what you do. Here's how you do it. Now you go do it. <laughs> so even the financial partner is also the working partner, but under supervision of somebody with experience. So that, that was kind of neat. I've seen that happen a few times. Okay. Awesome. Now you run a number of uh, companies, as you just mentioned. Uh, which part of the business or which corporation would you say is uh, your favorite uh, or what strategy would you say? Like which piece of your work, uh, your creations are your favorite? That uh, That is uh, completely easily explainable. Which one most recently paid me? That one's my favorite today. <laughs> so I, I actually love them all. I started them all for various reasons and all of them have strengths and weaknesses. All of them have uh, fantastic days and days where you kind of question your reasons for doing this. Um, and that's that's fine. All, all, all investments are like that. So I, I do enjoy aspects, most of the aspects of everyone in the businesses. I especially like the networking part. Having conversations like this makes my days rock. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, uh, my other question was, how do you so many parts of uh, business and you know so many different like 11 corporations that's commendable uh, I can hardly manage you know one or two things at a given time uh, so how are you able to juggle with uh, so many different responsibilities and timelines and you know different partners needing you in different timelines so how do you structure your days your weeks or what's your thought process on that yeah, um, and so that's that's the struggle. That is the struggle. Um, it's it's very difficult um, to get that balance. And I've tried a number of different systems to get there. I've found um, so one of the systems I tried was uh, devoting one day per week to each company. So over a two week period, I've hit all the companies, and that left me a couple of gap days that I could circle back and pick up anything that, you know, wasn't able to be accomplished in that day. And I found I was constantly, my brain was just overwhelmed. I couldn't do it. So now what I'm doing um, is primary focus on one company per week, 
with fire focus on the others. So anything that comes up that needs my attention right away, I've got blocks of time and every day that I can set aside and say, okay, you, you've got my focus for the next couple hours to get this fire put out. But primarily this week, I am working on marketing strategy for Mordor's. Primarily this week, I'm, mar- I'm working on sourcing new properties for the portfolio or getting materials or doing design. I love doing the design stuff. That's so much fun. So much fun when it's executed too and you see your design come to life. I like that too. Okay, great. So what's happening over the next few months? Where are you kind of focusing? Where's your direction? What do you want to achieve? So I've had a number of vacancies come up in my existing portfolios the last uh, last little bit. Just natural turnover, people buying, and and I have more doors now, so that tends to. Uh, sorry, I have more physical doors right now. I didn't mean the company. <laughs> uh, um, so that just means in any given month, if I have temp, uh, a few five uh, percent vacancy, I'm trying to fill two or three suites. So I'm working on uh, helping uh, a newer hire that I have get to know the portfolio and the way that I do things so that uh, we can keep a consistent brand. Great. Now, uh, a lot of our listeners are new to the world of real estate investing. Um, In some cases, they have some funds, but not enough for, say, for example, a down payment. But they still want to be involved in, um, you know, um, in investing in in the real estate world and take advantage of it. Um, What would you say is the best suitable strategy for for those listeners specifically? Uh, So if you're trying to grow your nest egg, uh, private lending is often uh, often a method used to um, accumulate some more funds. One of the things I think that I struggled with as a new investor and, and one of my big moments was finding out I could use my registered funds uh, to grow and and use them for real estate investment purposes. Now, to be clear, you can't use your registered funds in your own properties, nor in properties you're JV'd with. They can't be used with your family and your friends. You need to invest those with strangers or in uh, in larger corporation products. Um, But learning how to transfer those funds uh, from the bank that was giving me no or negative returns, low returns to nothing, um, and getting those over to a place where I could self-direct them into things like Mordor's Capital or uh, other um, mortgage investments, that was pretty eye-opening. I was pretty delighted to learn how to do that. Happy to show people if anybody wants to reach out about that. Yeah, so what is the high-level process? So by registered funds, it's RSPs. Is RESP part of that as well? Yeah, uh, RESP, reg, um, uh, um, Lira as well. So locked in retirement accounts. That's the one I started with. TFSA is also, it's not technically registered, but it is also something you can use for self-directing. Okay. So if somebody wants to know what's the general process of, uh, you know, transferring those funds. See, for example, if they're having uh, those funds in uh, Manulife or one of the financial institutions, where do they bring those funds and how does it get invested in, say, Mordor's uh, um, capital or some other MIC? How does that work? So uh, the the one I recommend is Olympia Trust. There's uh, a few of them available that can do self-directed funds. However, Olympia Trust has the largest um, lion's share of that market in Canada. So you're you're better off to kind of be at the one that's already kind of pre-approved for most borrowers. 
So Olympia Trust has everything available to you online. It's so easy to set up your portal uh, access, then open your account, and then even transfer the funds or take money out of your piggy bank to put into your funds. If it's your TFSA and you're topping up, for example, uh, all of that can be done online. All the information can be brought up and brought down. Occasionally, Olympia Trust needs to reach out to you specifically to get more clarification or get more information, especially if you're bringing a lira over. There's some regulation around which province it's, uh, started that lira. So they, they need to be very clear on which jurisdiction um, the lira belongs to. But uh, once you get all those questions answered, it's pretty easy. Then when you find the deal that you want to invest in, um, if it's a larger company like Mordor's or some of the other ones out there, speak with that company to find out what their process is to enable investments. Uh, otherwise, you can talk to mortgage brokers. They often know people that are looking for money, private loans, and you could get mortgages, uh, private mortgages out working that way. And uh, how much rate of return uh, can people expect in uh, investing through, um, you know, these uh, channels? Um, I've seen it, it depends on how you're investing. So uh, for land development deals, I've, I've had a return myself of 40% annualized. Uh, more typically, though, uh, when you're doing mortgages, you're looking between about 8 and 12%, depending on what position you're in and what loan to value you're going to. And that's very typical of what you learn at Mordor's Capital as well. Okay. Well, how can people get in touch with you and how can they find more information about, uh, you know, what you do, Mordor's Capital and so on? Yeah. And the easiest way to get that right now is to reach out to me. So I'm Lori May at SweetSweetHome.com is the easiest one. You can get me at Lori May at MordorsCapital.ca as well. But Sweet Sweet Home is the one that is most commonly used. Okay. Uh, or call me. My yeah. phone number is 587-227-6304. There you go. We'll have that in the show notes. Now, before I let you go, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience today? Um, I understand that your audience is primarily newer investors. So I, I would highly recommend figure out what your goal is. What do you need your portfolio to do from you? That for you, that's going to help uh, focus your strategy, whether you need cash flow on a monthly basis, annual basis, whether you really like the job you have right now and you don't really want cash flow, you want an equity position that maybe pays out later, all is going to dictate different strategies. Then uh, from there, try and find somebody who's practicing the strategy that you want to employ and see if you can get some advice or information from them or maybe even invest with them in order to learn how to do it on your own. Great. Well, thank you so much, Lori, for your time today. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for asking me. Thank you. Take care. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. One thing that inspires me about Lori May is that she provides amazing insight and can explain things in a very simple, easy to understand way. So if you're looking for a mentor or are undecided about your journey as a real estate investor, I suggest you schedule a call with her. She can really help you untie, untangle uh, your thoughts and help you bring clearer picture of the direction she'd like you or would advise you to take. Well, that's all for today, my friends. I hope you're enjoying your summer and keeping it cool these days. Have a lovely day and we'll see you next time. 